You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. TechFan Podcast number 497. I'm Tim Robertson here in the United States and all the way in uh, Great Britain is David Cohen. Hello, David. Doesn't feel so great at the moment, but yeah. A little cold. Yeah, yeah. We, we've got we finally got proper autumn weather for the first day this year, where ah. it's like frosty and and damp this morning, which is kind of what you expect this time of year. We went from, and I'm not kidding, uh, a week of mid 80s with humidity and just hot, just dreadfully hot, mm-hmm. until one day it was in the 40s and it was cold as hell. Yeah, same same with us. We, we, it was it was in, in 20 degrees centigrade yeah. in London during the week. Uh, and now it's proper autumn again, and apparently it's going to get warm again next week. So, yeah, we're staying cold for a while. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. It's this is the time of the year I like the best. I love fall, but I don't know. I've been in a funk for the last couple of weeks and can't seem to pull out of it. I feel lethargic, but hopefully yep. I cure that today. We're going to an apple orchard about forty minutes away that we've never been to. We'll uh, maybe pick apples. I don't know. We'll get our pumpkins. We'll get some uh, freshly made hot steamy donuts and some ice cold apple cider and get in the proper fall mentality. We've got all of our Halloween decoration blow ups out in the yard now because we kind of go crazy on that stuff. Sounds nice. It's uh, I'm hoping it gets me out of this funk. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is either, but yeah, we talked about it before we started recording, but Whatever it is, I just need a little bit of uh, f- festive stuff going on, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's been a, it's been a, a long year this year. It it really has. It's been a long yeah. three years. Let's be honest. Yeah. Twenty twenty one, twenty two, and twenty three. Uh, so I guess four years really. Um, it's been kind of crappy. It's I think it's the worst four year stretch I've I've been alive. Yeah. Oh well. Well, let's talk about some non crappy stuff like your new. Uh, Apple Watch Ultra 2. I know you've got mm. one. You've talked about it. And you've had it for a little yeah. while now, yeah? I have had it. I'd had it for a couple of weeks. Um, and I'm, I'm really quite pleased with it. I just Don't get me wrong. It, it's an expensive watch. Sure. And, uh, probably the most money I've ever spent on a watch. And, um, you know, great as the features it has are, I wish it was a lot cheaper than it, than it actually well, is. Well, I mean, yeah. you get what you pay for sometimes, though, David. Well, yeah. Or but do you? It, you know, I mean, you're well, the one that's got it on his wrist. So, so, I mean, obviously, functionally, it's very, very close to, to the other watches. Um, so you, the question you have to ask yourself is, do the extra features you get justify the nearly double the price over a regular watch? Um, I don't know. Everything that, that it does is really nice. The battery life is amazing. I can wear it on my wrist sleeping and waking for three days before i need to recharge it which wow, is, that's pretty impressive yeah which is really really good uh, and you know it does come to the point where you just don't think about charging it and so if you do if you're in the habit of taking it off for a shower and leave it on the charger for 20 minutes half an hour while you're in the shower then effectively that's the only time you'll ever need to recharge it and you'll never see a battery warning so um that's pretty good um i'm not in terms of the obviously it's a bigger watch for the size uh which gives you the bigger battery um you don't i don't really notice it i mean it is it's chunky but i don't think it's particular it doesn't feel particularly large one thing that surprised me was the uh the screen is bigger but not 
as big as I thought it would be because it doesn't go right to the edges. You turn the kind of the uh, the flashlight function on, you can see that it that there's there's a little bit of a bezel there that is kind of bearing in mind the edges of the of the watch screen are flat. They're not curved like they are on the on the cheaper watches. I was kind of expecting that it would go almost the edges, and it doesn't quite. Um, the action button, that uh, the orange button that this one has that the others don't have. Um, it, well, when I first got it, I thought, oh, this is crap because uh, it only it only has certain things it lets you do. So you know, start workout, show up the flashlight, stuff like that. Um, and I was kind of disappointed by that because uh, I didn't want to do any of those things. Um, but uh, I've since found out you can uh, you can attach it to shortcuts. Oh, that and, makes it handy. Yeah, and you can not only that, but you can do everything you can do with shortcuts. So that means you can have it trigger different shortcuts depending on where you are. Um, so you can. Do you think uh, Apple would do well to start both a YouTube and an Apple TV channel? where it's little two-minute videos that show people how to do things on their Mac and their iPhone and their Apple Watch. Yeah, absolutely. Really simple, good animation. This is how you do it. This is why you want to do it. Yeah, they don't because, do anything like that from what I've ever seen. Because, because what I've found with shortcuts is that I've never played around that much with shortcuts in the past. And what I found out is that shortcuts is because it's kind of like programming it's very simple programming but nevertheless to actually get shortcuts working properly it needs you know need to sit down for half an hour or so and try and figure something out um and if there were uh, pre-made shortcuts or or uh, steps that that i could easily follow from apple to uh, figure all that out that'd be fine because the problem is you google for that stuff nowadays and you'll get a whole load of ads and um, you just not, get, it's it's not helpful yeah it's not you, eventually you, not, it may be helpful yeah. but not really yeah you've, you've got to you've got to find the diamonds in the rough because you yeah. get a lot of rubbish on those search results and so uh, there's an awful lot of of people peddling stuff rather than actual helpful yeah instructions um yeah i should probably go to tidbits or somewhere and you know download one of their ebooks on shortcuts or something i'm sure that would set me up but um yeah, so so I need to kind of get that working properly so that I've got the shortcuts I want and I can use that button in anger. Um, the digital crown, interestingly enough, because it's all shrouded by it's got like got kind of metal poking out the side. Yeah. Um, sometimes that can get kind of caught on your wrist oh, that's uh, not and good. can't be so smooth. Um, which it, I actually think is a. I understand why they've done it. They're to try and protect the crown from being damaged if you knock it on something, but it it kind of gets a little bit in the way. Um, and and the rest of the problems I have with it are probably related to the updates they've made to watchOS, which uh, I initially found quite unintuitive. So the one thing I found is really good with this big screen now. Um, I think I mentioned it on a show a couple of weeks ago. Maybe I, I was talking about on Macedon. Um, the dock where you could have like your favorite apps has, has gone now from this version of watchOS. And I was saying it was difficult to find the apps that i wanted but i've actually switched off the list view and now gone back to the honeycomb view for apps and the way it orders that now is um it's your most used apps are at the top um and actually on the bigger screen on the on the uh, ultra that works pretty well almost like a dock because See, I, the, I like the list view better because it's alphabetical well yeah exactly but the problem to go to the problem is is that if your if your most used app is two-thirds of the way down the list whenever you bring that list view up it always starts at a 
And yeah, then but you let's always be honest. Scroll down. If you look at all the apps that are on your Apple Watch, I bet there's maybe five or six that you use. The rest you never use. Why not just delete those off of the Apple Watch? Now your list well, is, yeah, you, you know, there's ten a lot, apps there's, and it's not yeah, a big well, deal. Lot, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at my honeycomb now. There's a lot of inbuilt apps that I actually do want access to. So my top row, I've got uh, Overcast, Authy, and uh, Wallet. Then I've got Outlook, Messages, Maps, um, Spotify. Uh, I've got Shazam. Uh, I've got the key app for my for my office door. So I do want all of those things at the top so I don't have to scroll for them because those are things I am touching all the time. And I, See, don't I never use my to. watch for any music, anything. Well, because go. I've got my phone with me. If you know, yeah, yeah, but but I use my watch to control my phone, so that my phone stays in my pocket, and uh, I use my watch to control the phone. So I do want those apps at the front. But for, so, for, but here's the difference, though, for you, because I've been next to you in person, and I know how big you are. It's like you have a phone on your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's a not, big watch, and you're not a big dude. <laughs> it's not. It, it's not. It's not really a phone on my wrist. It's like a phone on my arm because I. It's. It's too heavy for me. I have to go on the bicep because it's too heavy for my my little wimpy wrists. <laughs> but uh, David is much stronger it, now in his left arm. Yeah. The, the the difference. I think the difference between my between our attitudes is is. I mean, you joke about that, but that's what I think about the Apple Watch. It is a mini iPhone on yeah. your wrist. So and what that's are you getting out of the Ultra that I'm not getting? So out of yeah, my... it's it's the, the the screen is the screen is noticeably nicer than the old ones. It's it's much more brighter and vibrant, and it's a little bit bigger. So so your finger target stuff is easier, uh, and um, the battery life. That is the the principal thing I bought it for was the battery life. Uh, so it really is a luxury for me because I wanted a three day watch that that was an Apple Watch, and so f- because of that I spent nearly a thousand pounds on it. Um, and it is it is purely a luxury for me for that reason and that reason alone. If it wasn't for the battery life, if you get better battery life out of the cheaper watches, I would have stuck with the cheaper watches because everything else is just it's nice to have, but it's 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 not something i really need i'm not a big outdoorsy type of person um i do a bit of walking type workouts and that sort of thing but i'm not doing all the different hiking and um bicycling and activity workouts that they've they've loaded onto this thing um i'm probably never going to use the emergency features or anything like that 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 built into this Uh, and then some of the features that they showed off at the apple event aren't here yet so the double tap finger thing no, they haven't, they haven't launched that yet, so I can't tell you what that's like because it's not here. So, um, yeah, I, I would say, you know, it, it really is, is, is if, you, if you want that battery life, um, that three-day charging, and uh, you've got the money, then it's for you. But I wouldn't recommend it for most people. I'm looking up my version because I don't know. I've got a 2771, which is, I don't know, uh, <laughs> Apple 8... GPS. It's got GPS in it. I didn't know yeah. that. Didn't you know it had GPS? No. No. What basically, what do you use yeah. that for? Because for when when you're doing the mapping, it, well, I've got my phone with me all the time. Mm. See, that's my problem with the Apple Watch. If if I could have an Apple Watch, honestly, if I can have an Apple Watch that would simply give me notifications from my phone, would uh, give me the time and Apple Wallet and weather and the ability to start my car. That's the only things I ever use mine for. Yeah. 
it's that's it i mean so it's i that that does make me wonder is there a mark is there something on the uh like a gap in the market for an apple watch that isn't independent because i think well that's what they've constantly done they've moved towards more independence on the watch so you know the the ultra comes with cellular as standard um and you know typically (laughs) i hadn't i had an e-sim on my old watch when i tried to migrate it over it didn't work and i need to call the cell phone company to sort that out because e-sims always seem to be like that for some reason but once i've got that set up then the watch effectively works completely independent can work completely independently of the phone but given what you've said i wonder if there's a market for an apple watch that just doesn't at all um and is specifically designed to only work when it's close to your phone and actually gets better battery life because it it doesn't have its own gps in it yeah it's it, just it, you know a clock it doesn't have, until you get yeah, next to the phone it and, doesn't and have i don't I don't know whether it needs to have Wi-Fi on it, whether Bluetooth is good enough. I, I don't know the engineering details, but I just wonder if there is a way of reducing the independence of the Apple Watch and getting performance of different characteristics that people might enjoy. Hmm. Um, I don't Interesting. know. Yeah. I mean, you could probably get a week's worth of battery life or more if you got rid of a lot of the stuff that well, uh, I think more like, than that, half well, of the buyers never use. I, and and the thing is, is that that um, Garmin watch that I've that I've also got that I, that I use occasionally actually does that. Um, it does many of the things that Apple Watch does. You get notifications. You get um, it has its own pay service on. It's not um, it's not Apple's, but obviously Apple could do that. Um, it has a, a much lower resolution screen that doesn't do as much, um, but. Y- uh, it, it has all the health sensors, it has GPS, it has maps, it has all of those things, and the battery lasts for a week. So, you know, it can be done. The cat has the cat toy behind me, and I don't know how it got the cat toy. It's not okay. supposed what? to have the cat toy. It's usually put up in a place that she can't get it. All right. And she has it. I have no idea how okay. she got it. Oh, well. What are you doing with this? Give me this. No, I'm not playing with you. Let go. Let go. No, let go. This is not toy time. No. Nope. Stop looking at me that way. She's like, oh my God, he's totally going to play with me now. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of these with a wand with the things hanging off. Yeah. And it used to have feathers, but they've been destroyed. Of course. And I'm holding it now, and she's got. You ever see the cat with the big eyes? His eyes yeah. Come get, yeah. She's doing that to me yeah, right it's, now. It's the, what's his name? It's the um, uh, Puss in Boots eyes. Yes, you know, she's giving me those, but they're they're not loving eyes. It's the I'm going to attack that thing you're holding now because yeah. I really want it. Now yeah. the other cat's here because she likes this toy too, but I don't put it in front of me so they can't get at it. But this probably just means they're going to jump up in my lap and try to get it because they both saw where I put it. They're like, it's right there. Okay, we so can totally that, get that. So if thanks, you hear that's a big sorry. crash. That's uh, yeah. what it is. That's another fine episode of cat fans. We've uh, cat fans gone cat for. Um, yeah. I tell you what, I'm not a fan of is advertising. <laughs> is anybody? No, no, I don't think so. But Amazon <laughs> they- now wants to charge an extra three bucks per month, I believe, to watch videos that you already pay for. That's part of Prime without ads. So I was confused by this announcement because most of the people who reported it on it did a bad job because uh-huh. they talked about oh, it's three dollars extra a month for. Prime, and they were told about it like Prime Video is its own service that you can go out and buy, which I'm sure you can. But I'm interested. Most people who have Prime have it because they have Amazon Prime, 
and then they have Prime Video on top. So I'm again, I'm confused. It's like, does that mean the version I have becomes ads only unless I pay an extra three dollars a month? Yes, which would be um, so that would that would add another fifty percent per year to my Prime bill. Yes, which is sounds like incredibly bad value. Well, it would be one thing if Amazon was struggling or something. And they yeah. they, they got to do something to reverse cuz they're just they're going to go away if they No, that's not Amazon at all. They're already making billions of profit that they're not paying taxes for. Um now they got to have to charge extra. Are you going to see well, advertising? Everybody in the streaming is doing this because they the as far as, far as they're concerned and this is the Wall Street view is if you have a fixed subscription model with no ads, what happens is over time, people stop paying. And so your number of subscribers goes down and that affects your stock price because you can't al- announce a, a subscriber increase every month, every quarter. So uh, that takes your stock price, which means it's bad. Yeah. Again, as you say, none of these companies are struggling for money. They're all making a lot of money, even when their subscriber bases are going down. So rather than going, well, actually, here's the the bottom of the subscriber base we want to aim at. And as long as we're above that, we're okay. They're all going, oh, my God, our growth. We're not showing any growth. We've got to change things. Let's switch to an ad model because you make more money off ads. Everybody with the app store proves you make more money off ads because advertisers will pay you more money because you can fool them into convincing them that they're going to get increased sales from the ads that you, that you show them. So yep. every streaming service is now moving to a, to the default being an ad model. Um, and uh, the problem is, you know, from my point of view, it just makes streaming more crappy because the good thing about streaming was they didn't have ads on it. Rather well, there than was this big TV. rush for us to go to all these different streaming services because, oh, look at all the content we're getting. Yeah. Uh, and it looked like good value for a while, but the prices keep going up and up and up. They keep canceling yeah. shows that people actually like. Um, yeah. ne- I think the one that's in the most trouble is honestly Netflix. Uh, they're... I go to Netflix at least once a week just to see what's new, and it's almost all garbage. Just garbage. Yeah. I mean, they have maybe two or three shows that I really want to watch. Beyond that, there's nothing there. It's, there's well, nothing because- there that I can't get anywhere else. Yeah. So the problem Netflix has is that unlike all the other streaming services, they are not propped up by a, a bigger conglomerate behind them who is who is supporting the business. So Amazon is is being supported by the Amazon business, so they can spend billions on their shows. Um, Apple Amazon, is supported by Apple, yeah, is, Apple, Apple mean, is Apple. They're supported by the iPhone business. Um, uh, uh, and all the Par- other ones are owned by a major... By big, big media companies yeah. so it's part of their overall media strategy and and even in that case apparently um the guy who came back to run disney doesn't like streaming very much doesn't like tv very much uh, and um you know is not happy about about disney plus's performance versus the amount of money they're putting into it so that might be the next one to start you start seeing changes or start seeing stuff being chopped back. And you and I have talked many times about the quality of Disney plus is, uh, in terms of the, some of the new stuff they've done recently has been pretty variable. Um, but yeah, Netflix is not propped up by any of those. So it's very, very exposed. And the problem is apart from stranger things, um, and maybe Bridgerton and stuff like that, you know, they've constantly got looking, got to be looking for the new big hits and that costs money. And, uh, but I don't uh, think they, they don't are. want to spend. They don't. Well, I, th- I think they've decided they don't want to spend the money. Um, they are. Um, 
they're obviously also front and centre in terms of the problems with the writers and the actors in terms of compensation for streaming. Um, and the whole the whole of the streaming industry is being very hardline with the actors at the moment. They've settled with the writers, but they're being hardline with the actors. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that is you know they're gonna they're gonna try and tough it out but netflix must be the first to cave because they are really going to suffer if they if they've stopped producing even the content they're producing now let alone the new stuff um and they are going to have to you know they need the next series of bridgerton to be made and on the service because if they have a big gap because of the fallout from a strike then it could kill them it could literally kill them oh there's a new uh, castlevania show on there now yeah great Oh, if I don't um, know, dude. If you watched the animation, I think it's two or three seasons of Castlevania. I had zero like I was like, eh, this is probably crap. It was absolutely excellent. It but was this is, just really but good. This is see, this is the other problem that Netflix faces is that discoverability is garbage. Is our, well, that's the, that's let's be There's honest. No, that's that's the, all of them. Yeah, no, but the difference is is that is that certainly the other ones, Amazon and Disney in particular, will advertise and Apple to be fair, will advertise their upcoming shows. Netflix just doesn't bother. <laughs> they just no. you know, they just don't bother promoting anything. And so there could be yeah, like you say, there could be amazing stuff in there and you you wouldn't know because because you can't tell. They all look amazing from the uh from the front page, but it's only when you start watching you realize whether they're garbage or not. There's another okay. show that I like that I I didn't even realize it came back for season three. It's called Ragnarok. You ever hear of it? Uh, yeah, it, we, we've watched it. Yeah, the uh, Norwegian Leanne, Leanne show. Leanne and I both watched it, the Norwegian show, where they're, they're basically they're, um, they find out that they're all the, uh, they're the Thor Norse and, and yeah. all the Norse gods. Yeah, But it's not it's, as it, hokey as it sounds. It's, this is not Marvel, people. This is no, no, this really is, well done. It's a, it's a character study more than anything yes, else. It's like, it you know, what, what, how would you, if you found out that that's what you were, how would you behave and how yep. would it affect you? And um, it's, yes, yeah, really, really They good. just came out with season three. I didn't even know it. Yeah, season three was excellent. It yeah. really, really was, yeah. Um, uh, the first two were excellent. Yeah. I mean, the first 10 minutes of watching a new season, I have to wrap my head around that it's, you know, it's dubbed. Who's, yeah. Uh, but once I stop looking at their lips when they're talking <laughs> i'm yeah. fine but yeah. it's an excellent cast so we're we're hammering on netflix that you know there's not shit on there but yet there is and it goes to what you just said discoverability how are you supposed yeah. to know when something good is on netflix or hbo max or i i don't you tell me how you figured this out i think it's what we're doing right now, it's you listen to a podcast, you hear about something, and then you go check it out. Yeah. That is, and as far as I could tell, all the streaming services marketing is going right. to, so, let's hope someone talks about it. Yeah, because I'll, I'll tell you about Ragnarok. So during the pandemic, Leanne watched pretty much everything she could find on Netflix. Yeah. Anything that re- remotely found interesting, she watched it, and she saw, or she started watching it. And she started watching a lot of these um, foreign... Uh, shows she watched that there was a great turkish one um uh, called the protector oh yeah that was good uh, yeah yeah yep. 
Uh, that's right. And and these are things that are made in country. There was a, there's a, uh, one she watched from Brazil, which, which was like a post-apocalyptic where the kind of people got the opportunity to go to like a luxury island and the rest of the world was horrible. That was really good as well. Um, uh, there was there was a, there's been quite a few um, Scandinavian ones. There was one called The Rain about um, effectively people had to live inside because the rain was infected with a uh, a virus. There's and a movie a that I keep wanting to watch about uh, a big giant troll. I watched Troll. Troll was brilliant. Really yeah. enjoyed that as well. That looks good. Um, I, I've got yeah. it on my my list thing. I just haven't got around to watching it yet. You have to. Yeah, it basically is is Godzilla, but with a troll. And yeah. when you first see the troll, you think that looks stupid, but it's actually a really really great movie. Um, it looks like and, it disappeared uh, yeah. from my list, though. What the hell? But the th- but this is the thing. If she had not been started, had run out all the English stuff and started trolling this foreign stuff, I never would have seen protector or ragnarok i heard about troll on on online so i went looking for that but um yeah these other ones i i never would have known them unless i'd seen she was watching them but you notice there's a um what's the word i'm looking for a pattern that we're talking about here and these are shows that weren't made by you know the united states or or yeah this is this is not hollywood stuff yeah this is not the bbc stuff this is Completely foreign, bringing new ideas in, um, well done. Look, you don't need a giant Hollywood budget to make a cool-looking movie or TV no. show anymore. Yeah. You know, because I, I, Ragnarok is a perfect example. Every now and then, they'll have some special effects, and they're okay. They're not, yeah. you know, I would say they're not Disney quality, but Disney quality isn't Disney quality lately. Yeah. Um, they're good enough. And you overlook yeah. any other, like, yeah, okay. Like in no, Troll. They, You're like, the, yeah, okay. The, the, well, actually, Troll, the special effects were pretty well done. Um, I know. I've seen and, the previews. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, the the reality is, compared to what we were watch, watching growing up in terms oh, of special geez, effects, it's I mean, not even, yeah. I've, been, I've been re-watching The Six Million Dollar Man, because it's on oh, every so night bad. here. Um, well, I'm kind of really enjoying it. I'm enjoying it from a nostalgia <laughs> point of view. Yeah. But the thing is, 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 is you know, you really see the joints. You know yes. where uh, where things have been, things have been done, and nowadays even even crappy effects by our standards would blow us out of the water if we'd seen them thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and yeah, those shows are very careful not to. They know the special effects won't hold up if you if you're showing them every week. So they're very very um, sparsely populated through the shows. And well, it's they, not necessary. they're there to <laughs> to further the show, not because they're special effects. And let's just go ahead and do that here. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things I like to watch on YouTube is um, Special Effects React. I don't know if you've seen that show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's well done. And it mm-hmm. kind of ruined me on some of the Disney stuff that I thought was pretty good. And then I go back and watch it. I go, yeah, that is pretty crappy. Um, so maybe I should stop watching that show. <laughs> uh, but there are some really good stuff out there. As much as you and I are harping on, um, it's all crap now. It's not. The problem is, you just don't know about it. So no. that's uh, why we do a show um, also called Geeks Pub, where we talk about some of this stuff. This. Although we yeah. probably need to stop focusing on the big major releases that everybody's watching and start talking about some of these smaller shows that well, we've, we've both watched and get people excited about that stuff. We could we could definitely do that, I think, is is uh, is kind of, you know, like um, unusual finds mm-hmm. sort of thing but the thing is is to go back to the main topic that that kind of brought us onto this is is would would you pay 
three dollars more to avoid the ads or would you just put up with the ads because the reality is most people just don't watch the ads um i hit the mute button when the ads come on yeah yeah so you wait ads are completely worthless for what the advertisers are paying for yeah you know it's the same thing on just broadcast tv as well when i'm watching a football game and the ads come on that's when i go to use the bathroom or i go grab a snack or i do anything except watch the ads Advertising yeah. and the advertising model simply don't work at all. With well, that, we do want to thank our sponsor this week. And, no. <laughs> yeah, but well, but they do work because the advertising company doesn't realize that nobody watches the ads. No, they, yes, the, they do. It's self the, stream, they, they the streaming know. people. The streaming people convince them that it's worth paying for the Mm-mm. ads, and no, then they, they get the income. No, that's not exact. That's not at all what's happening. The advertising companies if, know a hundred percent their ads are not effective. So not. why do why do they why do they pay to put them in streaming then? Because that's their job. That's how they make their money. The, what the the only people that are being delusional are the people that are selling something in the ad. So yeah, if you people, see an ad for uh, Cialis, the company that makes Cialis is the delusional one. They think that these ads are going to get the word yeah, that, out and but help that, them. That's exactly what I'm saying. The people who who pay to put their ads in streaming are being fooled uh and they yes those people are but that's different than the advertising agencies those are two no i wasn't talking about the agencies i was talking about the uh, advertisers themselves the 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 advertisers themselves are delusional they absolutely they think it works and it doesn't and And yet they're prepared to pay a lot of money to media companies to show ads and the media companies will perpetuate that myth forever because Mm -hmm. from their point of view that's that's free money Absolutely. No question about it. So you only gave me two options. When the ads come on, am I watching the ads or would I pay extra? Uh, There's a third option. I cancel the service because I'm not getting enough value out of it. And I'm not going to watch the program or the ads. Oh, there's a fourth option, which is actually you watch the program, but you acquire it from somewhere else on the internet because that's still a thing. Yeah. And it's never been easier. And we all now have devices that will, will what that will show anything you get off the internet. It used to be really hard. You download something from the pirate bay or something like that, and you'd have to make sure that you were getting past the ones which were mislabeled, the ones which were really porn, uh, and all of these things. And you get a file, and then you found you'd find that it didn't look right, or the the audio wasn't synced up properly, or it looked like somebody had filmed it from the back of a movie theater. It's not like that now. Now you get these files. There are websites that catalog them all nice and easy. And play you download right in the them browser. And everything, every device you have, whether it be on your browser, whether it be your phone, whether it be your tablet, whether it be your computer, they will all just play it brilliantly. Well, there's, yeah? and there's even, places even, that you can watch them online. Yeah, it's just streaming. Yeah. It's streaming. And also, yeah, and even the crappiest Chromebook. We'll, we'll show these things, uh, even with a cheap, cheap screen. We'll show these things, and, and they look they look fine. You know, that I mean, that's part of the other problem, is the streaming services are, are saying, oh, well, yeah, you'll only be able to... Um, on the on the ad free on the ad services, you'll only be able to to see stuff in seven twenty p. It's just like who cares? We used to watch VHS for God's sake. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. People don't care. Most people watch this stuff on on a five inch or six inch phone screen. <laughs> Where frankly, it doesn't matter if it was two forty p. It would still look okay because it's so small. Um, yeah. Speaking of small, though, I mean, 
You're, you were in the notes. You have the thing for uh, the MacBook Air 11 inch retrospective. Yeah. Now this is an 11 inch mm-hmm. screen, which is relatively small compared to yeah, computers. Um, it's a seven. It's effectively it's a widescreen 720p yep. um, screen. Uh, this is, yeah. They, I I happened to come across one of these in the last couple of weeks, and um, I thought, I wonder how this is today. You know, because I've got my I've got my 13 inch MacBook Air M1, which is you know faster than pretty much any of the Intel Mac MacBook Pros that Apple ever made. I thought, you know, is this thing unusable? This is from 2015, four gig of RAM, and a two core dual core uh, i5 processor. I thought. You know, is this thing a donkey or not? You know what? It's pretty good. It's still pretty good. It's I had fast. A 2011. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's fast. It boots up nice and quickly. Uh, but yeah, programs don't launch as quickly as they, as they do on the, on the uh, M1 13-inch Air. But you know what? Um, it's not that slow. Compared to, you know, cheap, crappy computers, it's really not that slow at all. And this is the thing. You've got to remember this was, it was still entry level, but it was a pretty high-end notebook when it was new. Yeah. Mac OS, um, Mac OS runs fine in four gigs of RAM, as long as you don't do too much. Um, it's, I tell you, it's pretty usable. And the thing is, is unlike a lot of the Macs that came after it, it has a nice usable keyboard that's backlit. Yep. The screen is low resolution, but it's not bad. Um, it's the, 720. The thing, yeah, the thing you notice, and certainly I, I have watched video on it, and video is perfectly fine. The thing you notice is the lack of height. So sometimes when you're on the web, um, you can find that you, you're missing things off the bottom of the screen because the, the web is designed now for higher resolution screens. So yeah. you, you just have to shrink stuff down a little bit using the, the browser key. You know, you can do Apple minus yep. and... Yeah, and so you you just have to do that. Like I say, it's not it's not a retina screen, but it's not a bad screen by any no. stretch of the imagination. You know, and the thing is, this these things are tiny. They are absolutely tiny. They weigh virtually nothing. Um, and I I paid I think I paid one hundred and five quid for this. I had a look today before we start the show. You are, you are paying if you want to find the most recent like two four twenty fourteen twenty fifteen eleven inch Air. Um, there's loads of them out there on eBay for a, between 120 and 170 dollars, right? The, which is less than you pay for a keypad keyboard for an iPad, yeah. And you get in a whole ultrabook laptop computer. And the advantage of the MacBook Air is that you know a lot of these will have batteries that are worn. Flip it over, you can change the battery nice and easy on those. Yeah, they're not glued in. You don't have to burrow through the front of the kit front of the case to get to it you don't have to take the screen off it's just six screws take the back off change the battery you want to put a new ssd in there more space again you normally need an adapter because apple didn't use the the industry standard things but you can pick those up on amazon for nothing and you can put a regular 512 gig one terabyte ssd in there so i looked up the ones that i own the 2011 I didn't yeah. own it for very long because it just didn't do enough for what I was doing at the time. Yeah. Um, here's one for ninety nine dollars free shipping, seventy nine yeah. fifty nine free shipping. Now these are the one point six gigahertz dual core, um, yeah. four gigs of RAM. I mean, they're. You, could you still use it? To, here's one fifty nine dollars. Works fine. It's on High Sierra, which wow, really? Yeah. Um, 59 bucks plus $18 shipping. So yeah, 
but but the point is if you pay double that you pay 120 dollars you'll get one um the the most the most recent 11 inch before they discontinued it it was the 25th early 2015 and that will run monterey so that is isn't there a 2019 version of the air not not in an 11 in the 13 yes but not in 11 yeah Yeah. and the thing is that obviously obviously as you move on in time they become more expensive so 2015, um, they are jumping up in price, 170, 250, 103. Yep. There are loads. 78 loaded. sold. And yep. Yep. You can pick, depends on condition and the battery and that of sort RAM. of thing as well. Yeah. But I'll tell you, four gigs of RAM, you think, you look at that and you think, oh, that's going to be difficult. No, really not a problem at all. Well, for what I I've, would use it for. Well, I, I, I took it to work with me this week. I was down in London. And I, I when I, I when I, I came across this, I set it up to do everything I needed to do for work because when I'm at the home office, I can't use their laptop they give me for anything other than their work. So if I want to keep a re- an eye on my regular email um, and Teams calls to my office and stuff like that, I need a separate computer. So I, I brought this along. I watched watched videos on it on the train. Um, I then took it into the home office, set it up as a second laptop on my desk. I had my work email in Outlook on there all day. I did a couple of Teams calls on it, uh, answered a few emails, uh, did a little bit of online stuff or online admin stuff, and it was perfectly fine. The battery lasted most of the day. Um, so I charged it up before I went back home that evening, and I watched some more video on it on, on the train on the way home. And it was perfect, and it was, it was 100 quid, you know. And it was yeah, but you as, double that, and you pay two fifty, and you can get a thirteen inch, i seven, eight gigs of RAM. Yeah. To, but are you yeah. really getting that much more computer? I mean, I I don't know. But the thing is, you've got the option there. I wanted the eleven because I wanted something very small and portable because I was already carrying a, another laptop. Yeah. If you want the thirteen, I mean, I have a thirteen inch M one Air, so I could use that if I wanted to. But the thing is, if you want a cheap a cheaper thirteen inch MacBook Air which frankly is the computer pretty much everybody wants to buy. Very yeah. few people want the price. Yeah. If you want a cheaper than $900 uh, MacBook Air, yeah, go and look at these older machines. They are perfectly viable. And here's and they, the and, thing. Um, and this is where Apple kind of has the pretty big advantage over pretty much the entire PC laptop market. A 2015, which is what, eight years old at this point? A yeah. 2015 MacBook Air is way more useful than any PC laptop you can pick up from 2015. Yeah, it just is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And with the one I've got with Monterey, I get all the integration stuff you want from Apple. Yeah. So I obviously won't run iPad apps or anything like that. It's not an M1. But messages, iMessage in the cloud works fine. FaceTime works fine. Notifications from your phone works fine. Uh, unlock with your watch works fine. All of these things that you take for granted on a modern Mac laptop worked on these machines from eight years ago. And so if you're an iPhone user, then it's a hell of a lot better than, than having a cheap Windows laptop or a Chromebook because you get all those integrated functions as well. Yeah. Have yeah. you upgraded to Sonoma yet? Uh, I, I have on my M1 Air, but I haven't really used it yet. So, um, yeah. and, and I've got to be honest, on any of my machines yet. Yeah, I didn't like I didn't like Ventura very much. I didn't like the changes they'd made, and so actually, it was quite refreshing to go to Monterey, which was the version before on this MacBook Air, um, because uh, that was the version that I think I probably still like the best because it 
it hasn't changed the settings and all of the stupid stuff they did with uh, Ventura. So, um, yeah, I, I find Mac OS at the moment is it's it's kind of like a new iPhone every year. You like look at the changes they made and go, eh, yeah, okay, I guess that looks fine on a, a presentation. But I don't I don't really think I need that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't I'd, know. I, I haven't I'm figured out why I need it yet. Yeah, I have. Well, I'm hard pressed to even tell you what Sonoma has in it at the moment that's different from the older versions. Because screensavers, uh, widgets, video conferencing, which I don't give a shit about. Video Safari and passwords. I don't use Safari. Messages. Okay, it's live stickers. Who gives a shit? Gaming. Uh, ah, okay. live stickers. We need to talk about live stickers. Well, right. not live stickers. Have you heard? And I noticed this on a FaceTime call a couple of weeks ago, that with iOS 17, if you're on a FaceTime call and you do certain gestures, then it puts things in the background. So if I, you I do... Not, right. I'm not, so I'm if not you, a 16-year-old girl either, so... No, well, no, but yeah, but this is turned on by default, and this is the problem. So I was on the uh, FaceTime call with my family a couple of weeks ago, and I did a thumbs-up symbol, and a little floating kind of TikTok-style thumbs-up floated up from the bottom of the screen. And it's it's scanning what you're doing, and it recognizes something like that, and then it puts this in. So apparently, if you do the you know the two handed heart symbol, then you'll get the drifting hearts up like you do on TikTok. Hmm. The problem is this is turned on by default, and most people you know, like, like talk about discoverability. Most people don't know it's there. There have been people on legal calls, medical calls, where they've inadvertently done one of these gestures and then they've had this highly inappropriate animation play in the background so i read the other day somebody was on a th- call with their therapist yeah i saw he, that story but i yeah. haven't read it and he, well he put two thumbs up because the he says said well you know have you have you had any suicidal thoughts recently and the guy put two thumbs up and then a huge fireworks thing appeared behind him yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to laugh at that, but that is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but it it just uh, goes to show that maybe uh, these features should be surfaced a little more so that or, or people maybe in the have, know can they, turn they should make you go turn it on, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, congratulations, Rupert. Um, yeah. We should maybe talk about this a little bit more yeah exactly <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah <laughs> yeah so that's that's the problem there oh, i don't know if it's a problem i think it's hilarious that well, alone should make you not want to commit suicide because you live in a world that that happens <laughs> well maybe maybe that's apple's idea but um yeah, yeah i don't think just, that's uh but again, it goes back to show they never tell you what's changed. You know, no. we download these iOS updates every year and you look at it. And initially you go, well, it looks the same to me. Uh, and then less you go and look up all these new features, you'll never know half of them are there. Oh, my God. <laughs> which is, which is kind of weird. Yeah. That's funny, though. Um, mm. Yeah. But, uh, let's wrap it up with this one. I think on the last show... I don't know if it was this show or Geeks Pub. Uh, we were talking about the Unity CEO. I, I believe it was this show. Um, yeah. And how they changed and they tried to retroactively change uh, the licensing agreement, how they're getting paid, and it was just a complete debacle. 
Oh yeah, it's they so basically bad. they basically said, uh, you know, yeah, if you've used our engine for anything you've developed, then we're going to look at how many installs you have, and then once you're over a certain number, we're going to charge you for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, oh, despite having said previously, we would, you would never a, do that. We would never, we would never do per user charging, and also as well, we'll never change the terms and conditions underneath you. Um, we, you'll always have an opportunity to migrate to them, and they basically threw all of that under the bus. Yep. Um, caused huge amount of reputational damage. Huge. Um, it, it can't. Yeah. That can't be stated enough. Huge. <laughs> yeah. They, basically, they just everybody who's used Unity was pretty much saying, well, either I can't use a Unity anymore, or I won't use Unity anymore. Um, so yeah, they pretty much torpedoed their business. And their well, CEO so, was the guy that had come in that did this, and he had a reputation of being this guy too. Yeah, he was he was previously from EA when they were. Yeah, EA they were is terrible. also pretty pretty well. They're still terrible, but he started it. Um, anyway, he's gone now. Yeah, he retired. <laughs> he, he suddenly curious suddenly timing. decided. Yeah, he suddenly decided that maybe it was time for him to spend more time with his family. I don't think he's the uh, one that decided this. Pretty oh. sure the board of directors came in and said, "No, you're done. You're out of here." Uh, I expect so. I, yeah. I, There's no, no way that he would have just because this guy was so such an arrogant, pompous asshole. There's yeah. no, there's zero chance that but he would. This have, was yeah. yeah. There's no way he wouldn't have fallen on his sword, having no. realized what a mistake he made. No, never. Yeah. Having said that, I have to say, I mean, this happens a lot where you know something bad happens, and then the CEO it's forced to take the rap for it whether he wants to or not yeah my only concern with that is that you know presumably i mean the you have a board for a reason yeah to stop ceos doing stupid things just off their own bat presumably they went along with this until they didn't and um it concerns me that they're getting rid of him but maybe some of the other decision makers who were sat around that board table are still there going oh well you know we fixed that we got rid of him (laughs) You know, you got to wonder. You, you do have to wonder, really, because it, you know, these things are not um, dictate ships normally. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can imagine the board were all sitting there saying, oh, I'm not sure this is a good idea. Um, well, um, unless maybe it was, maybe they weren't convinced and he talked them into it saying, don't worry, it'll all be fine. And then it blew up in their face and they went, see, told you, pack your bags. Either way, yeah. I think the right guy has taken the fall and leaving. Yeah. Because yeah, this but, guy was but the, a piece of work. The problem is, uh, damage is done. Um, because yeah, there's if, that. If, if you, you know, you, it's a situation where you can't ever trust anything they say again, can you? Yeah. Because they've proved you can't trust them. Yeah. So, you gotta, uh, when it comes to these kind of high level decisions, you better really have your ducks in a row. You really better know your user base before you go and change this because they obviously uh, didn't do that here. And uh, Especially, and, and this, this is a a trend across a lot of these industries now i think i think boards and companies are starting to realize that you can't just treat um creative types as um you know as as cattle fodder as as peons as you know just guys yeah. who do stuff for Doesn't you work out because well for you. Cause they well because you are completely earthy reliant on them you can't yeah. they they're not they're not replaceable it's not like um you know manufacturing labor where you can just go out and get some new guys quickly train them up and they can do the same job yeah these guys are experts they're specialists and you can't just replace them by just you're saying oh i'm gonna get i'll get somebody else in you know um 
Well, good luck to Unity because they got an uphill battle to win back their users, and I don't see it happening anytime soon. No, I what don't. What I do see happening is us coming back in a couple weeks for another episode of Tech Fan David. Uh, oh, we love so to get feed. Pretty smooth, wasn't it? Yeah. We'd love to get feedback from you, the listener. Uh, it's real easy to do. Simply send us an email, the show at techfanpodcast.com. That comes to both David and I. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, although there's really nothing to follow because we don't really. Well, I, I stopped using uh, two of the three different Twitter handles I, I used because I was using a tool that allowed me to post multiple, and now they yeah. want money for that. So. I only post on the my the at my Mac account, and then it's just simply uh, whatever's going on on the website, because um, Twitter is full of Nazis and hate now, and that's what they're encouraging. Yeah. So they don't they're not going to get much more of my uh, attention, that's for sure. We are on Facebook. Um, it's Tech Fan Podcast. You can find us there, or you can just find the my Mac at. Uh, well, actually, if you go to facebook.com slash mymac, that's my personal account because I made the mistake when I joined Facebook of uh, thinking that, oh, it, it's kind of one and the same thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was the thing. Uh, David, I will see you uh, next week for Geeks Pub and two weeks for Tech Fan. See you then.